episode 52 of the Project Me podcast. Hi guys, I'm back from running my retreat in Ibiza and if I sound a bit congested, I am. I have been amazed that year upon year I've never had a cold even once since 2016 and I remember because I had a bad one in winter of 2016 and then I was overjoyed. I made it through all of 2017 without one and then all of 28 and every year since then until now and it seems a little crazy that I returned to Madrid after an incredible retreat in Ibiza in warm sunshine, eating the most nutritious meals imaginable, no drinking, you know, outdoor hikes in the, in the great outdoors, all the good stuff. And I came back with a cold, but when I dig a little deeper, I can see what happened. How I have avoided coming down with colds over these past seven years is by being in super close touch with my body. I notice anytime I'm feeling even a little bit off, a tad run down, and I allow myself to take it easy that day, to get to bed earlier that night, and really, that's all it takes. That honoring of my body so it can put all of its efforts into fighting whatever it's fighting off without also trying to keep up with my normal activities. I am also hypervigilant about protecting my energies. I spend a lot of time on my own and I gain energy by being alone. And then when I do engage with other people, I have that energy to give, but then I need to gather my energies again by being alone again. And it's this kind of dance, this balance of giving out energy and then restoring energy. And over the years, I've become really good at it. So when I trace back over this past week, I can see that I had exceptionally little alone time and knowing that I wasn't going to have much or any alone time, I did didn't do my energy protection practices and I am paying that price now but life is filled with these valuable little lessons and I shall heed the lesson on this one. I wanted to jump on and record this episode while the retreat is all fresh in my heart and before I leave to attend another retreat as a guest. Every year, my friend Debbie heads to some remote area in mainland Spain to a kind of fitness boot camp retreat, and she always posts her pictures, and it looks so sporty and healthy and active, and I think, I'd love to do that one spring, you know, pre-summer, get the winter body and the top fitness again in the great outdoors. So a few months ago, Debbie announced that she was going again, and this time she wanted to try to fill all the places up with friends. And I saw the ever-growing list of my fun friends that I haven't spent time with in ages all signing up. And even though it was so soon off the back of my own retreat, I thought, I'm going. The great thing is my husband then invited the husbands of some of us to stay at our house in Ibiza to have a sporty, active few days with him there. And he really means it. It's not code for, hey, let's have a long boys party weekend clubbing in Ibiza. He really has lined up mountain biking and hikes and tennis. And in doing so, it has inspired him with a potential business idea to run men's activity retreats in Ibiza. We'll be the dynamic duo. My soulful retreats, his sporty retreats. Maybe it'll all merge into one body and soul business one day. I may need to add that to my vision board. But before I go off to be a guest on retreat, I want to reflect on the one that I just hosted in Ibiza. It's hard to put such a special time into words that will even begin to describe it. In previous episodes about previous retreats, I've described the beautiful, stunning villa, the peace, the tranquility. I've described our hikes in nature, the magic of Ibiza, the beauty that surrounds us. 
and the food. Oh my God, the food was just amazing again. A new chef this time, Aisha, who is just an earth angel. All of that provides the background or the foundation for creating a retreat, but there's so much more to it than that. I'm never satisfied with simply showing people a good time. I want to go deep. Go deep or go home. And our theme this time was soul connection. Seeing ourselves as souls, having a human experience, having a higher perspective. Would your soul really get upset, worried, stressed about the things your human self gets so worked up about? And on retreat, you're able to temporarily remove yourself from the stresses and pressures so that you can gain a higher perspective on it all. And then when you return to real life from this higher perspective, things that would normally affect you just don't penetrate so deeply. They bounce off you. We looked at the challenges we've experienced in our lifetime, some of them really big. Presuming that all challenges present opportunities, what could be a learning or empowering or soul-enhancing opportunity from that challenge? When you have the gift of time and perspective, you really can begin to see your past challenges as gifts, all of them. This podcast has really taught me that for sure. Sharing my stories of overcoming so much stuff from my past has shown me clearly the gifts contained in all of it. So in one of our retreat workshops, which happened to take place in a magnificent coastal cave, we shared certain challenges from our past and how those shaped who we are today and the paths we're now on. Just as the pounding waves shaped the coastal cave we were sitting in, creating a beautiful big opening for us to gaze in wonder at the turquoise Mediterranean Sea, we saw our past challenges as openings, allowing in space for something new to enter. And we chose a current challenge that we'd like to just hand over to the divine. Just what's something that I just don't want anymore that rather than trying to figure it out, I can just hand it over and, you know, stop feeling like we got to figure everything out and trust that if we ask for help, it'll be removed as a burden. I love how seamlessly this all flowed into the horse's experience that we had on the Friday Retreat guest Claire Burgess, she returned again this year and she offered to lead the group with her embodied self-awareness with horses. She explained how interacting with horses gets us out of our head and into our feelings, allowing us to come into alignment with our emotions and to tune into them at an energetic level. Horses are intuitive in helping us to uncover what we need, breaking through any barriers, These wise horse beings who live in the present bring us there too. She'd said, this unique experience can be profoundly transformational and we could expect to feel calmer, clearer, and more at one with ourselves in the universe after our time with them. And again, she was right. From the moment we arrived at the beautiful horse country club Ibiza, the horses started to teach us about ourselves and life. There is no riding during these three hours. All the work is done on the ground. We groomed the horses first to get to know them and them us. Not everyone loves or feels comfortable around horses, yet Claire has a way of everyone interacting with the horses to their own levels of comfort. We bring our journals, and between activities, I was journaling like mad. I'm going to look at what I wrote on that first morning. So my intention is to feel more connected. Claire had asked us to arrive to the horses with an intention. 
And I wrote, um, I didn't meditate this morning or spend any time in nature journaling like I did yesterday morning. I drove us all here and I arrived feeling kind of disconnected. While grooming the horse, I felt functional, like I was just brushing the cat, my own cat to get cat hairs off. I also focused on his muscular body, the heat of his body, the curve of his spine. I didn't connect to his spirit, didn't even attempt to. It was just an animal. I treat myself like this sometimes too, just a body that needs to be washed, exercised, fed. But I am more than this body. This body houses my spirit. I am my soul. I am a soul living in this human body. One cannot try to connect with one soul or the soul of another. It comes through opening the heart. One cannot try to open their own heart or the heart of another. Surrender to love and the heart opens. Let go of trying and surrender. And then I wrote, Do not confuse the energy of surrender with apathy, not caring. Caring and intention at all times, but hold it loosely. My intention is to live with an open heart, to love with an open heart. I surrender to love. And so, I mean, that was just from me grooming the horse and then her giving us a bit of space just to write whatever we wanted to write. And it was just incredible how I was feeling disconnected and grooming the horse I was just being very functional about it and it led me to this awakening about yeah my own body and about connection and everything so when we did the next activity we each got to go into a pen with a horse and it had a lead on it and we could just she just said walk around with it you can just do whatever you want with this horse for a bit of time and just didn't give us any other instructions beyond that so this time because of my journaling I got with my horse and I was just seeing it as a soul. I mean, it was just incredible. Instead of just looking at its body, I was just really seeing it as a soul and we walked together and I talked to it the whole time. And at one point, as I was talking to it, it just paused and it nuzzled me. It just turned its head around and it just started nuzzling me. And I was just like, oh my gosh, it was just really amazing that when I wasn't trying to make have a connection with the horse, um, nor was I just ignoring its soul when I was just really speaking to it on a, on a, on a soul level. Can't remember what we were talking about, but, <laughs> but, um, but it just, it just gave me an affirmation. It just, it just started nuzzling me and it was a really amazing experience. And what was really interesting is that when I came out of the pen and handed the lead over to, you know, the next person who was going in, I saw them really struggling with the horse and, you know, they were having a hard time with it. Claire had to go over and, you know, and yeah, we talked about it later. I'm not going to get into what their experience was, but, you know, um, I went into that pen with like an open heart and just uh, not trying to connect with the horse, but just going in there with the open heart, everything that I'd said, I surrender. And it had this really beautiful connection. And the other person had gone in there, more than one person actually had gone in and had, um, you know, a bit of a bit of a challenge with their horse. And that taught them something completely different about how they were approaching things. You know, it, it was so amazing when we got together at the end and talked about what we learned from our, our each of these different horse activities. So then, this is so cool, Claire did this group activity. So all of us now went into this pen and 
she said, there's a bunch of poles here. There's different things. I want you to set up as a group, a kind of obstacle course that you're going to then get into groups of three and you're going to be taking the horse through your setup obstacle course. And you decide what the obstacle course means, what it signifies, what it's all about. And it was just incredible, the synergy of our entire group and how in really no space of time, we just worked out that there was going to be three poles placed over here and three poles placed. These are poles by the, on the ground, by the way. They're not having to jump over anything. They just had to step over these three poles that were just lying on the ground. But we made three more in a different area and a circle with cones in another area. And we decided that the horse would go over these three um, first hurdles, and that would be representing the three challenges that we've overcome in our lifetimes that we talked about in the cave the day before. So just a kind of remembering of those three challenges and just a freedom that it feels when you have know that those challenges are behind you now and that you can get through anything and what you've learned, all the stuff. She she tied it, you know, well, we tied it so beautifully in with what we'd done the day before. And then the other three were going to be what we were going to give over to the divine. Again, what we talked about that's kind of a burden that we're going to give over to the divine. And then the circle was going to represent the whole, like our group, um, the universe, you know, the world, you know, whatever, read into it what you want. But those were the three things. And the incredible thing about that was I just assumed, well, we all had our assignment. We get into our groups of three and one at a time when we worked through the obstacle course, we were, it was all going to kind of be the same thing. And when we got together at the end and sat at this picnic table and talked about our experiences, we each group had a completely different experience of the same exercise. In my group, because we had some time, we weren't the first group to go in. So we'd had some time to sit on a bench first and really talk about all these things and what order we were going to do things on. And we shared with one another what those challenges are that we're letting go of from the past. We talked about what we want to hand over to the divine and we talked about the group energy. And so when we, it was our turn, we just each took the horse. We had, we all had a head of hands on the rein and just gently led him to all three of these stations and everything went so smoothly and quickly and we were just back out of there again and we felt really good it was really powerful and other people were in there for ages and our conclusion was well we went in with a really clear intention and this represents in life whenever you go into anything with a clear intention it's going to just make it all go super smoothly. So live your life with intention. That was our conclusion. And then I just remember that one of the other groups said that, you know, they hadn't had as much time to prepare. It might've been the first group that went in actually. So they went in not really remembering what the three different things were supposed to be about. They were having to stop a lot and talk about it. And what was this supposed to be about? And, and they didn't share their intentions with each other. And they, they, they had a, they, the horse ended up going into the middle of the circle that the, the thing that was the last thing for us was where they went first. And once the horse was in the center, they they said it like got source energy connected to source energy. And then they were able to move through the rest of the course, like with flow, once it had gone into the center and, and connected with the source energy and they all talked there about what they were going to do. So like that circle was like the space where they all connected. And the big lesson from that, well, there were a bunch of them, but one of them is don't try to control things like 
you know, leave things up and something really divine can happen when you, when you let go of control and when you return to source and when you come together in that circle and you like formulate a plan that comes from source, then suddenly it all goes with flow. So, I mean, you know, and there was a third one too. I won't go into it, what everybody's takeaways were, but it was really powerful. And there was something for all of us to learn about life from each of the, each of our three groups. So it was incredible. Like I said, such incredible synergy in our group and that synergy carried on for the whole of the retreat. I have to say, these are all women who've done my high vibe journey program. And that makes such an incredible difference to running or attending a retreat where nobody has this base level of common ground, right? I'm remembering my first retreats for which there wasn't this common thread binding the group together. And it felt kind of random on who signed up. And it's much harder to open up and connect as a group without this foundation. And, you know, one thing I don't even think I've mentioned is that this retreat that I run, that I've been running, is from a Wednesday to a Sunday. So it's not even a whole week long. And by, I think I I do those dates because I know that a lot of people just would feel like they couldn't commit to a whole week. It would feel like, oh my goodness, you know, Wednesday to Sunday feels doable with getting help with school runs, um, with being away for that long, with, you know, only being away one weekend, not two, you know, that kind of thing. And yet, because of that base foundation of everybody, you know, they've all, they've all met on my online Zoom meetups and they've met in the private Facebook group and they're so excited to meet each other in person. So already on the first afternoon, we were going deep, you know, there's no icebreakers, no icebreaker exercises required for this, like I used to do. And when you have that level of going into something with that shared connection already from the start, you can really get a lot done in a short space of time. And it doesn't feel short. Like people were going, have I really only on Sunday, have I really only been here since Wednesday? Because you can just go so much deeper when you all have that, that connection ahead of time. And I feel like this is the perfect opportunity actually to drop in. I was going to wait till the end, but I just feel like dropping in that I'm about to run my high vibe journey program again is starting on May 8th. And This is the 10th time I'm running this online program to teach women about energy and understanding themselves as energetic beings and how to raise your frequency into higher levels more consistently to create ease and flow in your life. And if you feel like you're paddling upstream or your best self is buried beneath the weight of your daily commitments, or you're on a personal growth journey, but life gets in the way of consistency. You feel like you're making progress and then you're like, you know, that one step forward, three steps back kind of feeling. With a high vibe journey in four short weeks, magically lightens your load and opens up new ways of doing and being. All the women who've been on my retreat have been through this program and it just means that, yeah, they're all already living by this stuff. So it just makes it so much easier when you go away on retreat, like I said. I am calling this round of the High Vibe Journey Magic May because so much magic is going to unfold for those who go on the journey next month. And for Magic May, I'm offering what I did during lockdown. I offered back then a pay what feels light and right. I wanted to make it more accessible for those who might be on a tighter finance, the different budgets, or who might struggle to justify investing in themselves. I see that all the time. And so I'm going to offer that again for this round. So you have a choice of paying 300, 400, or 500 pounds. 
And this is for a program that has the potential of transforming your life. And I'm told all the time that like it could be double, triple what I'm charging for it. But I just, I'm still of the mindset and the heart set at the moment of, I just really want the high vibe journey to be that entry point that makes it easier for people to be able to access this. And it doesn't have to be something that is exuberantly is that even a word? Exuberant is the wrong word. Yeah, it is exuberant, but uh, exceptionally expensive. And um, so yeah, take advantage of it. Just Google the High Vibe Journey and you're going to find the full info page and the sign up page. Or you can always email me hello at myprojectme.com um, and you can sign up for my mailing list at myprojectme.com that I always announce when I'm going to be doing the High Vibe Journey again. I, I only run this twice a year now. And it's the entryway. If you ever hear me talking about my Soul Explorers membership or retreats like this one, or you just want to keep going deeper, none of that stuff is required. There's never any, you finish the high vibe journey and you've got some hard sell on doing other things. Many people just do the high vibe journey and that's, they're good to go and that's fine for them. And other people are like, I really want to keep going with this. And that's why I've got my membership and, and other offerings. So, but the high vibe journey is my, is the entry point into that stuff. So sometimes I have people asking me about other things and I'm like, well, you need to do the high vibe journey first. And it's just so that it can be this level playing field and that's why I don't make it super expensive so that it can be an easy access point for people so at this retreat that I've just finished running we had half the group as returning guests who came last April and half the guest as new and it was a magic mix there were 10 plus myself 11 there is something about the ones currently 111 members of soul explorers 11 people came on the retreat there's just something about these ones and um i also want to say if you're thinking oh these are the kind these women are the types who can just jolly off to ibiza for you know a posh five days away they mustn't have the responsibilities or the restrictions that i have or be on the financial budget i'm on or they must live in europe i'm so far away or whatever limiting story you might be telling yourself let me share a little about some of the women who attend my retreats. Like Krista. Krista is a mother of three, living in Washington State, USA, in a very small town. Her youngest daughter is 17 and a half. And that half is very important because her daughter has multiple disabilities, including mitochondrial disease. In short, she's in a wheelchair and will never walk or talk. Krista has been caring for her, homeschooling her and loving on her. And oh, there's just so much I can say because I've done her soul plan chart and Krista is here in this lifetime to be a divine mother, which is just so beautiful. And being a divine mother doesn't mean being a martyr. And it does require filling your own tank too. And Krista found my high vibe journey program during lockdown when life was extra challenging. I know it was for all of us, but the daily carer who would come in and give Krista that essential time off every day to go food shopping and get things done, you know, because her daughter needs 24-7 care. She can't be left alone, you know, for a moment. Um, well, that carer could no longer come to the house at all. And her husband had to work from home and her other two children were at home too. And despite how full on life was, Krista made time to watch the weekly videos and to do the workbook pages. I think she got up, I either want to say 4 or 5 a.m. once a week to do this. And she says it saved her. 
So when people say they don't know if they'd have the time to do the high vibe journey amongst their busy lives, I'm just like, think of Krista and, you know, we make time for what's important to us. If you're like, oh, I already get up at six o'clock in the morning and my day's full on, then get up at five. And I think Krista always gets up at five. So it was like she got up at four and this wasn't every day. It was once a week for four weeks. So yeah, we, you know, when we, we make time for what's important to us and there's always going to be some piece of time that you can do to do something that's important to you. A while back, Krista quite confidently told me that she put my retreat on her vision board and she'd be there one day, but I was still blown away and in wonder when there was one place left for the retreat and she wrote to me and asked me if there was one space left and I'm like, yes, and she said, I'm coming. I was just absolutely amazed. I didn't even ask her any questions. I'm like, I don't know how she's making this happen, but I'll find out when she gets there. And you know, she shared with us when she got there that, you know, she got the support she needed. She manifested the money she needed. And she arrived to Spain from Washington state and she came for her. And I love that she said she didn't need her husband's permission to come. She needed his cooperation and she got it. She's an incredible person and it was wonderful to have her there with us all. And Trina from Texas finally made it. If you listen to my retreat recap from one year ago, you'll remember the story of Trina. She's been a longtime follower of Project Me. She joined my Project We membership as soon as I launched it in 2019. She did my high vibe journey and my higher programs. I only know her via Zoom, but I we just always knew we we're going to meet in person one day. So last year, she signed up for the 2022 retreat. Her husband, Fred, had cancer, and he really encouraged her to go. He said he felt bad for how much time and energy she was putting into caring for him, and he wanted her to go and do something for herself. And she did feel she needed that permission slip, and she received it. She immediately booked her space on the retreat and her flights. But closer to the time, Fred's treatment was prolonged, and even though he was doing better, she knew it wasn't the right time to leave and fly off on retreat when he still needed more appointments during that time, and she needed to take him to those appointments and be with him. And if you listen to that episode, you'll recall the beautiful way in which Trina gifted her place to someone else. She knows that money is energy, and when you give, you receive. It's all a flow of energy. And her place on last year's retreat ended up being gifted to Pam, who came and had a truly soul-enriching experience. We loved meeting Pam. We loved her being there. It was, it was amazing. It was Pam's time to be there. And Trina said, I'm going to be there when the time is right. And she just let it go. And she really did. She didn't feel like, oh, I've lost that money. She didn't think, uh, feel sorry for herself that we were all going on this retreat that she was meant to be on. She just didn't allow herself to be in that vibration. She really let it go. And listen to this. Within a couple of weeks of Trina gifting her place to Pam, she received an unexpected amount of money. Many years ago, she'd invested in a multi-level marketing company and she'd already made her investment back. But now it seemed, out of the blue, the company had been sued and all the original investors from way back when were suddenly awarded this amount of money. And it was almost exactly the same amount of money as the retreat. So there you go. How cool is that? Well, the sad part of the story is that at the end of June last year, 
Trina's husband, Fred, passed away. She's had an understandably tough time, yet she has also been able to view the gifts contained in it all. And that could be another whole episode, really. It is incredible. It's inspiring. It's moving. But for now, I'll just say that when I opened up bookings for this April 23 retreat, Trina booked to come, and this time she made it. And it was a joy to finally meet her in person. She stayed on after the retreat. It was her first time ever in Europe. I hadn't realized that. So myself and Luisa, who also came to the retreat again this year, and she also lives in Madrid, we took Trina around on a speed date of Madrid just on Monday this week. It was magical to see it all through her eyes. It reminded me of moving from the USA to Europe over 30 years ago and how different the architecture is and the wondrous cathedrals and the arches and the outdoor cafes and the markets, just all of it. And of course, the energy in Spain is something very special. So it was extra, extra special to be able to share it with Trina and yeah, to see it all through her eyes. It was a joy to see everyone there on retreat in person. Sorry, my nose is now getting really bunged up. Uh, um, yeah, just, you know, we built our relationships via these tiny Zoom boxes and the High Vibe Journey and my Soul Explorers membership. You know, we see each other on Zoom. So we had no real idea of how tall anybody would actually be in real life. It's always just so funny to go, oh, you're shorter than I was expecting. Oh, you're taller. <laughs> but um, yeah, we, we cried a lot. We laughed a lot. We laughed so much. I love how we don't use jokes to constantly divert or diffuse when we're having deep conversations. I don't like it when people do that, when everything's a joke. We just had this natural ability to be able to laugh when laughter was needed and go deep when we need to go deep and cry when we need to cry. And um, yeah, there were plenty of times that the time was right and we really did let go with the laughter. Um, There was one evening after dinner when we spontaneously, I hadn't planned it. We listened to this guided meditation to find our spirit animal. I'd never listened to it before. And I pressed play on this thing and we all had our eyes closed and, you know, we're in a meditative position. And this woman's voice was so silly. And what she was saying, it it was all I could do to contain my laughter and not spoil it for anyone else who might actually be enjoying it. But I was just like almost shaking, like when you're trying to hold in laughter. And Our chef, Aisha, was in the background. She was cleaning up after dinner. And I kept thinking, what in the hell is she thinking about all of us? It was like something out of a silly spoof comedy of women who go on retreat to find their spirit animal. Because this woman on on the recording was like, and now we will. You know, it was this kind of a thing. And it was just... I kept it together. You know, you never know. Maybe somebody else isn't, isn't, isn't enjoying this. And when the meditation ended... Several people had visions of an unexpected animal. And we talked about what message that animal had for them. And it was all really valuable. Trina saw an ant and realized it was about community and teamwork and not going it alone. And it made those of us on last year's retreat fondly think of Amy, who'd come all the way from Santa Barbara, California last year, and her hawk spirit animal that appeared last time. Amy this year was now in India beside her dying mother-in-law by her bedside and when I drew a card for the group on day one it was the red-tailed hawk and this led to several voice messages with Amy 
which I'd play in our circles. And oh my God, it was like she was back there with us, imparting so much wisdom she was gaining from the experience of forgiveness and love towards her mother-in-law in her final days. So moving. And then us, you know, me leaving a message back to her on um, in response to the group, what we were, what we were sending her and feeling for her. And she gained so much from the group. It gave her strength and gave her, her purpose of why she was there. Really that whole part of this could maybe could and will become another episode. It is so powerful. And it all tied in with our soul connection theme that we are all souls living out specific challenges, that there are people in our lives who are here to challenge us and as complicated as many of these challenges feel like, there is always one clear solution. Love. It always boils down to love. I'm looking down at myself right now. I happen to be wearing my love t-shirt. Ah, Lydia, the crystal healer, she came back to the retreat again and brought her beautiful gifts to the retreat. We had a crystal wear party. It's like a Tupperware crap party with, with crystals, as you can imagine. And many people had one-on-one sessions with Lydia. And also with Bianca, who came again, she worked her magic on people's bodies with her Body Works massage, which is so much more than a massage. And it would not have been the same without our Kundalini yoga sessions. I again brought in the amazing Nicole Shenton to guide our classes And she also led our final closing cacao ceremony where we danced and truly let go. I'm remembering that during a kundalini class, we were doing Sufi grinds and head rolls to this gorgeous music. And I just began sobbing and sobbing. It was like pure joy. I had this whoosh, like this kind of overwhelming in a really good way, awareness that I was doing it, living according to my soul plan using my worldly talent of abundance and fertility to tap into the sunshine energy and to spread that out into the world. Before I understood that this was my actual talent that I came into this lifetime to have, I used to play down my positivity. I would play down my abundance. I didn't want to be too much for people. I feared if I showed how abundant and positive my life was, it would make others feel less than. I never want to feel better than anyone else, and I don't but I feared others would feel less than around me. And so I often dimmed my own light to fit in. And with my sole goal and my sole destiny being unity and bringing people together and being a facilitator of change, again, it's not until these recent years that I have truly activated that. So Right there on my yoga mat during these kundalini Sufi grinds, I was just overcome with this indescribable, I'm doing it. I'm living out my soul destiny in this lifetime. And I just let the tears flow and I just sobbed and sobbed, just feeling so safe with this group, not feeling like I had to hold it in or keep it together. It was very cathartic to have my own big ball too. And I must say thank you again to my friend Ilva, for allowing me to host this larger retreat again in her paradise home, set up high on the top of a lush green mountain with sea views, sunrise and sunset, birdsong, just pure bliss. And 
our chef Aisha, I know I've mentioned her before, but her meals, she's a gem. Her meals were not only deeply nourishing, outstandingly delicious, but her presentation was just gorgeous. I'm posting pictures on my Instagram if you want to see some food porn. Um, my Instagram is at Kelly Project Me. I'm going to post lots of pictures from the retreat there. It's just so good to have visuals to go with it. Um, you know, Aisha was just a sweetheart, so generous, so kind. She's not experienced at cooking for retreats. So this was a risk for me, but I just knew immediately just upon hearing her voice and us exchanging some messages a few months ago, I'm like, she's the one. (laughs) Her energy just added to the overall vibes of the house and the group. I have to say, I've been really lucky with retreat chefs on the island. I've only, okay, I'll take it back. There was very first retreat I ever did on the island I had a male chef and he was so full of ego at every single meal he served up really not amazing looking food and not amazing food I will say it was all vegetarian but it was very just beans it was very I call it cranks London 1995 food because that's where I remember there was this vegetarian restaurant in London called Cranks and I was a vegetarian back then and um, I just remember it was like Cranks food but at every meal he just wanted to hear constantly how good it was it's great what do you think girls what do you think ladies just he just needed uh, he wanted us to to feel his muscles all the time I'm not kidding you he would just be in the kitchen like flexing his muscles and we had to go oh yeah your muscles are so big and strong it was just ridiculous anyway none of that now get these amazing people now who bring such beautiful energy and amazing food to the group. And how can I even begin to thank each of the women who showed up for this retreat, who did the work, who bared and shared their souls and held each other so beautifully. I am so grateful to know you all. And my mind is already on future retreats. It looks like spaces are now full from my smaller retreat in my home in October. It just went today, actually. Um, Last person just said, is there a place left? And I said, yes, but that's at my house. And so it's limited to four people. And so I am considering making that one bigger and not hosting at my house, having it somewhere else. And I have new themes emerging, new experiences and new adventures. But before I start even thinking about that, I need to repack my bag and head off on my fitness retreat and enjoy not being in charge and not making any decisions and just being, um, yeah, looking forward to it. If this episode has wet your desire to go away on retreat, put it on your vision board. I always say that feel into what your mind, body, and soul is most needing right now. Channel your inner Krista. You don't need permission. You need cooperation. (laughs) Ask for what you need to make it happen. If it's one of my retreats you're feeling called to, let me know. Write to me. Hello at myprojectme.com. I really think that sets the wheels in motion. Just saying, I'm feeling called about your retreat and just message me and then I'll write you back and it'll just kind of start the flow going. You never know. That can be oftentimes what just sets the wheels in motion. I do keep an interested list and I will also send you details of my High Vibe Journey program, which will set you up to be in vibrational alignment to receive it. When you're in full alignment with anything that you desire, it just simply comes to you. Before I sign off, I'm going to read from my journal what I wrote just before the cacao ceremony on Saturday as as my intention for what I wish to manifest. Nicole asked us to arrive at the ceremony with an intention for what we wish to manifest. So this is what I wrote. 
oops, I was back to reading my horse, my horse intention. I'm like, I think I've already read that. Here we go. Um, <laughs> what do I wish, most wish to manifest at the closing cacao ceremony? I wrote, I wish to manifest an abundance of beautiful souls from my soul family. May their hearts recognize my energy and be deeply attracted to it. May they be open, ready, willing to go on the high vibe journey. And from there, may they join their fellow soul explorers feeling right at home. May they experience deep soul awakenings that shake them from autopilot and into consciously creating their lives and lifting the vibrations of the entire world. May this be a mutually prosperous, abundant exchange. Their high vibes then attract more abundance into their lives and then into mine simultaneously. May I continue to do what I love and live in this abundant flow state. May it support Luke and I so he can leave his job and for us to move full-time to Ibiza to live our dream life. Hmm. <laughs> and that's what I danced to in the closing cacao ceremony and I saw it and I felt it and I, I know it to be true. Thanks for listening to the Project Me podcast. Until next time, open your mind, open your heart, and stay curious. We all need some space in our lives for the magical and unknown. <laughs>